Amber Heard is found to be a liar and a slanderer, and the Washington Post does not have clean hands either. The Star Wars universe unites against the phantom menace of widespread racism, and the American military celebrates Pride Month. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Do you like your web history being seen and sold to advertisers? No, me neither. Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Speaking of which, so last night during the premiere of What is a Woman? We heard that Daily Wire were hit by a massive DDoS attack, denial of service attack. Those sorts of people are out there. They're not just attacking Daily Wire. They also want your data. They want to monetize your data. They want to grab that credit card number, that social security number, use it against you. This is just one reason you need ExpressVPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, et cetera, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, phone, laptop, tablet, even on your smart TV. It's really easy to use. Just fire up the app, click one button, get protected today. This means that your privacy is protected and that's what you want when you go online. Get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Ben, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ben. Protect your online activity today. Expressvpn.com slash Ben. Get an extra three months for free. We'll begin today with a rather shocking event that took place last night. So last night was the premiere of the much-awaited documentary from Matt Walsh over at The Daily Wire, What is a Woman? And it was the most successful launch in the history of our company. And we had tens and tens and tens of thousands of people who are simultaneously watching What is a Woman? It would have been a far larger number, except for the fact that we were then hit at the very beginning of the live stream with a massive denial of service attack. So a denial of service attack is essentially where your system is flooded with so much fake traffic that it ends up overwhelming the servers and denying other people who are trying to log in their service. So there were tens of thousands of people who were unable to watch the movie last night because somebody, I'm not going to name names because we don't know yet, somebody was attempting to prevent you from seeing what is the most important documentary, not only of this year, but I think of the last five or 10 years, Matt's What is a Woman documentary. It's a masterpiece. It's really important. It's really good. And it's going to completely change the debate. And somebody wanted to make sure that you could not see it. According to our internal investigation over at The Daily Wire, as Jeremy Boring, co-CEO, announced, we've confirmed that Daily Wire experienced a significant and sustained DDoS attack meant to disrupt the world premiere of What is a Woman? A million requests per minute at the peak flooded our system and created challenges for many viewers. He said, we're working to address these challenges in real time. By the way, this is why you should subscribe because they don't want you to see it. So if you listen to the show, but you're not a subscriber, we need you to subscribe today over at dailywire.com so that not only we can bring you content like Matt's, but so that you can see content like What is a Woman? Again, a really, really important documentary. Today is the day. Go subscribe. It is available right now because if you couldn't get in last night, if you're one of the people, the tens of thousands of people who was trying to get in and was denied service, make sure that you go log in today because now it is set up not on streaming, but on video on demand so you can watch it anytime you want. The event was still the most trafficked live stream in Daily Wire history. The company added more paid subscriber than any previous day since the founding of the company in one day. I mean, it was a massive, massive success. And that was despite the attempt to destroy the the ability for viewers to actually see the truth about the trans ideology movement. It was an amazing event, but it would have been even more amazing if we hadn't been under severe internet attack today. You need to go watch it. Whatisawoman.com, 25% off new membership. Listen, we can't make this content without you. We're trying to do really important things, particularly this month. 
And we have mass documentary that dropped yesterday and is now available video on demand, despite the fact that there are forces out there who want to make sure that you never see this stuff. We have Candace's documentary that's going to drop a little bit later this month about the truth about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. We have Gino Carano's new movie. We we basically went to Gina and we helped her after Disney Plus canceled her. We uncanceled Gina Carano. We have a fabulous new movie with Gina. It's coming out later this month, Terror on the Prairie. You're going to go and want to subscribe for that as well. Plus, we have a massive event June 29th at the Ryman Theater in Nashville, Tennessee. We have some huge announcements that are going to be happening at that event as well. You're going to want to be a part of all of that. We need your help with this sort of thing. I know that I'm appealing for your help, but that's because without you guys, we can't actually do this sort of stuff. The fact is that all the big woke corporations have billions and billions and billions of dollars at their disposal. We're doing all of this off of cash flow. What is a woman.com? 25% off new membership. You're essentially co-producers on all of the great stuff we are putting out. We, what is a woman? Go check it out today. And again, don't let the left attempt to stop this on Twitter, the left's attempts to slander the movie or anybody's attempts. Again, I'm not, I don't know who did it. Anybody's attempt to stop you from seeing the movie entirely with a DDoS attack, stop you. Go over to whatiswoman.com, subscribe right now. All right, the big news yesterday, aside from all of that, was the verdict coming down in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Now, I have talked about this, not on the podcast as much as on the radio show. It was pretty obvious from Amber Heard's testimony that she's a sociopathic liar. She, she was on the stand She's not a good actress. Her bad acting was, was obvious to everyone. Her story did not make any sort of internal sense. She said stuff that was contradicted by forensic evidence. Johnny Depp's testimony was tended to be confirmed by the forensic evidence that was at his disposal. Basically, they were accusing each other of abuse. Johnny Depp's original accusation is that Amber Heard wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post in which she claimed to be a victim of domestic abuse. Everybody knew that she was talking about Johnny Depp, and he started to lose massive film roles, tens of millions of dollars, in film roles lost. So he sued Amber Heard. She then cross-sued him, suggesting that he and his lawyers had lied about her, and therefore she needed to be awarded some sort of defamation damages. Yesterday, the verdict came down. According to the UK Daily Mail, Johnny Depp has now won his libel case against Amber Heard, saying he now has his life back after the jury ruled he was defamed and awarded him $15 million. In a statement after the verdict, Depp said, six years ago, my life, the life of my children, the lives of those closest to me, and also the lives of the people who for many, many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed. Six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. After less than three days of deliberation, the jury ruled in favor of all three of Depp's defamation claims against her, finding that she had falsely accused him of domestic abuse. He was awarded 15 million bucks, $10 million in compensation, $5 million in punitive damages. Heard had three countersuit claims. She only won one of them. Those related to statements made by Depp's lawyer suggesting that she and her friends had trashed their apartment before calling the police out. She was awarded $2 million in compensatory damages out of the $100 million she was seeking and $0 in punitive damages. None of those dollars are coming directly from Johnny Depp. The judge later reduced Depp's $5 million punitive damages award to the Virginia maximum of $350,000. So that means that he kind of nets $8.35 million. So what does this say? Well, Amber Heard, suggested that this was a setback for all women, which is not true. It's just a, a setback for women who are lying. She put out a statement saying, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. No, that was not the problem. That was not the problem because the reality is that everybody in society immediately snapped to the me to believe all women conclusion that Johnny Depp was a spousal abuser. And that is why he was denied part for solidly six years here. So- the, the baseline notion that she is somehow the victim of a grander power structure is not true. She's still an Aquaman, despite the fact 
that we have verified evidence that she was abusing Johnny Depp. And that existed long before the trial. And he didn't get work. He, he was basically barred from Hollywood based on her empty accusations. When I say empty accusations, I mean, this is what a jury has now found. So the idea that she is putting out there is that she is, is poor little me. She's a victim. Johnny Depp is more famous. No, the problem is that Amber Heard looked like a crazy person during that trial. If you watched any of the footage, and again, I'm not a close trial watcher, but producer Savvy definitely is. She spends every waking moment, including in the middle of the night, she'll just wake up and she'll just watch the old footage of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And she has shown me many of those clips. We played many of the clips on the show. Amber Heard appears to be a sociopathic liar. That, that is what she looks like on the stand. She is saying things that are not true. She's weirdly looking at the jury while she's, she is not a believable or credible witness, in other words. She says, I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. Oh, is that really what you're worried about? What it means for other women? That, that's what you are. You're an advocate for other women. Amazing how in our narcissistic, self-centered society, your story is everyone's story. If you're having a bad moment, it's because all of society is guilty. If you did something wrong and people found out you did something wrong, really, you're not upset that you got caught. You're upset on behalf of all of the other women. You know, you know what the problem is, is when you make false accusations in mainstream newspapers like the Washington Post, undermining the credibility of other women who actually have been spousally abused. She says, I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. No, violence against women is to be taken seriously. Slander is also to be taken seriously. One of the things that was always absurd about the believe all women, me too movement, is that women are humans. Humans lie. The notion that just because you happen to be a biological woman, you therefore are more credible than you would be if you were a man is absurd at baseline. It also is particularly absurd when the left can't even define, as we have discussed, what a woman is. So somehow being a woman makes you more believable. That also includes men who say they are women who are inherently not believable on this particular subject because they are not in fact women. So it, it, it's all incoherent. It's a logical mishmash. Amber Heard says, I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I lost this case, but I'm sadder still that I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. Now, that was not really the question. The question is whether what you said met the standard of malice, of actual malice when it comes to slander. So the, the rule in the United States is actually far more strict. You have, to, you have to prove far more in order to win a defamation case in the United States than you do in Great Britain. You don't have to prove malice in Great Britain. In the United States, you actually have to prove that the person knew what they were publishing at the time was false and did so anyway with malice, right? It's not just that they made a mistake. It was with malice, with malicious intent. And that was proved according to the jury. Heard spokesperson told the New York Times that she now plans to appeal the jury's ver verdict, though it is not clear on what grounds she's going to do so. To be granted an appeal, Heard would likely need to demonstrate there were errors in the trial or in the presiding judge's reading of the law. That's going to be extremely difficult. Heard fans were despondent and accused the jury that delivered the verdict in favor of Depp of sexism, of course, because this is always the way that it works. Is if, if you're a woman and you're a liar, then this means that if somebody notices, then this is sexism. Because after all, everything is just structures of intersectional power. Several prominent celebrities expressed their support for Depp and chastised Heard on social media, along with many other regular users, of course. Now, one of the things that is so amazing about this story that really did not get enough coverage is the fact that Amber Heard's original op-ed in this story was written by the ACLU. That's an amazing thing. It really is. The American Civil Liberties Union actually helped Amber Heard write an op-ed that was not true 
The Washington Post supposedly vetted this op-ed and then published this op-ed. And now a jury has found that the Washington Post actually created fake news and posted it online. So I have, I have a question for all of the news checkers over at Facebook. You're going to ding the Washington Post now or no? According to The Atlantic, this is Lara Bazelon, professor at the University of San Francisco School of Law, writing a little bit earlier this year in, in mid-May. She wrote specifically about Amber Heard. She said, the lurid spectacle that is Johnny Depp's $50 million defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife Amber Heard hasn't just tarnished his star and hers with allegations that he beat her and violated with her a bottle or that he, she severed part of his finger and emptied her bowels in the marital bed. By the way, the, the evidence of his allegations is far more substantial than the evidence of her allegations. Her allegations seem to be contradicted by physical evidence as well as any lack of, of credible witnesses. Amid this grotesquery, says this professor, it might be possible to overlook the bizarre involvement of the ACLU, but the civil rights organization's cringeworthy rule deserves closer scrutiny because of its centrality to the case and because it exemplifies the degree to which the ACLU has lost its way in recent years. The heart of Depp's claim is that Heard ruins his acting career when she published a 2018 op-ed in the Washington Post describing herself as, quote, a public figure representing domestic abuse, a thinly veiled reference to much publicized accusations of assault she made against Depp in court filings toward the end of their short-lived marriage. But Heard hadn't pitched the idea to the Post. The ACLU had. It's unbelievable. Terrence Dougherty, the organization's general counsel, testified via deposition that after Heard promised to donate $3.5 million to the organization, the ACLU named her an ambassador on women's rights with a focus on gender-based violence, which is a really great way of trying to go after your ex-spouse. And you want the ACLU to back you in the claim that apparently is false, that you were abusing and that you were abused by a spouse? Just give a bunch of money to the ACLU and they will then declare you an ambassador with a focus of gender-based violence. The ACLU spearheaded an effort to place the op-ed and served at her, as, her, as Heard's ghostwriter. When Heard failed to pay up, Doherty said, the ACLU collected $100,000 from Depp himself and another $500,000 from a fund connected to Elon Musk, whom Heard dated after the divorce. The ACLU denies it would ever request or solicit donations in exchange for ambassadorships or op-eds. Uh-huh. The ACLU's bestowal of an ambassadorship inscribed for higher services upon a scandal-plagued actor willing to pay seven figures to transform herself into a victim's advocate and advance her acting career Heard pushed for a publication date that coincided with the release of Aquaman. As part of the group's continuing decline, once a bastion of free speech and high-minded ideals, the ACLU has become, in many respects, a caricature of its former self. This, of course, is exactly right, but so has large swaths of the left. The left used to say that free speech mattered and truth mattered, and now neither of those things are true. Now you're just supposed to shut up and believe. It's always to shut up and believe. That, of course, is the cause. Well, the left used to think that things like free speech and truth mattered not, not so much anymore, but there is one overriding truth. When you are buying something for the woman in your life, that thing should be jewelry. I know this is just the go-to. It's the go-to for me. And that means my go-to is Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At Blue Nile, you can build the engagement ring of her dreams. They have simple online tools letting you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then build her the perfect engagement ring, each one of a kind. Or you can celebrate the woman in your life with their vast selection of everyday fine jewelry, like gold layering necklaces or tennis bracelets. I just got my wife some diamond earrings. They are spectacular. They are just beautiful. Blue Nile is the world's largest retailer in certified diamonds and fine jewelry. They offer a superior buying experience, whether you are in the market for that engagement ring or just in the market for a nice piece of jewelry because you have an anniversary coming up. Make that moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Ben Shapiro listeners get 50 bucks off purchase of $500 or more. That podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Just use code Shapiro. Again, that's code Shapiro. Plus, 
Every order is insured. It ships free, arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, so it'll be a big surprise for her. Shop stress-free. Find your forever peace today the way that I've done multiple times with my own wife. Go to BlueNile.com today. Now, the members of the media were shocked and appalled by all of this. A lot of hot takes happening from our nation's media experts. CNN analyst Joey Jackson said he was shocked and surprised by the verdict. Joey, your thoughts? A major victory for Johnny Depp, to be clear. Uh, Apparently, the jury really absorbed, digested those statements and gave the indication that they rejected Amber Heard, I mean, completely, just about. We'll get to our case momentarily. But this is a major victory for him. I can say that I am very shocked and surprised by the nature of this, by the fact that the jury concluded after hearing this that she would be liable. Okay, so... Amber Heard, for her part again, called it a setback. MSCNBC legal analyst Carolyn Pelosi said this will negatively impact the Me Too movement. Now, again, it shouldn't because the Me Too movement made too much of a claim. And the Me Too movement claimed that basically every woman in the United States has been subjected to sexual harassment or assault. That is the claim that the Me Too movement made. And they broadened the definition of sexual harassment and assault to include everything from guy you think is ugly hits on you at a bar to full-on rape. And this was all included under the rubric of Me Too. So you'd have women going on Facebook and talking about, tell your Me Too story. And their Me Too story is ugly guy said that I looked good in that skirt. And it's like, well, that's that's really not, I mean, I'm sorry, that is not on the same par as Harvey Weinstein raping people, for example. But Me Too covered the entire rubric. And that was then combined with believe all women. So the idea was any account that you had completely unverifiable, had to be believed because you were claiming to be a victim. Well, those claims were always too broad. They were always way too broad. It's not that Amber, too, blew up the Me Too Believe All Women movement. It's that it was perfectly stupid to say that you had to believe all women, regardless of the nature of the credibility of the, of the, actual, of the actual testimony in the first place. It was a dumb claim. If Amber Heard somehow hurt your case with regard to your sexual assault, then I, I, I don't know how. Like, why? Why is her dishonesty any indicator of your dishonesty? Why would her honesty be any indicator of your honesty? Here is MSNBC legal analyst Carolyn Pelosi saying that, as always, it's not just about Amber Heard being a crazy person. It's about you. Will this set back the broader uh, Me Too movement and women who do want to speak out against abuse? Look, each trial is supposed to be sort of, you know, uh, not not knowing about the larger cultural context that it sits in. But without a doubt, this will have a massive chilling effect on the Me Too movement, on women speaking out. Okay, again, the the cases that have already had an impact on the Me Too movement, again, because it made extraordinarily dumb claims, like all women ought to be believed. I mean, the the UVA rape claims that Rolling Stone ran out there that turned out to be completely and utterly false. Those, again, if you make a claim that is unsustainable and then the claim falls apart, And that holds true, whether you are making a specific claim or whether you're making a general claim. That shouldn't have any implication for other people who are saying true things. And yet, of course, we have to go in search of new victims of American society because every individual event is symptomatic of broader American ills. This is why this thing has become a political talking point is because basically anyone who watched that trial came away with the impression that Amber Heard was lying. If you spent a lot of time watching the trial or even a passing moment watching the trial, it was pretty clear that Amber Heard is not a person who can be trusted on on anything that she was saying. She was, she was saying things that were, she is not remotely credible. I keep saying it, watch the, watch the testimony yourself. In fact, here is a clip of Amber Heard testifying. You tell me if you find this credible. I wish so much he had said he was joking because it didn't hurt, didn't physically hurt me. I was just sitting there on this, on, on this 
carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet and why I was never, why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before and I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I just sat there thinking, how much time do I have to I figure out what I need to do because God, did he just hit me? So the fact that that lady's not credible, I don't know why that should have any impact on whether you are credible or not. But again, the entire media is now going to say that Amber Heard should have been rewarded or or at least Johnny Depp should have been denied on behalf of all women, which is the way that they view criminal justice and, and virtually every justice issue. It doesn't matter if Kyle Rittenhouse is actually guilty. In order to, quote unquote, protect black people, we have to make sure that Kyle Rittenhouse goes to jail, even though Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense and shot white people. There, the social justice demands that we deny individual justice, which is why you have Monica Hess writing in the Washington Post, quote, I worry about this trial. After watching nearly every bit of it, I came away feeling deeply dirty for having watched nearly every bit of it, wondering where the line is between gawking and bearing witness. I mean, let's just be honest about this. The reason people were watching Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is because they were gawking. I mean, it wasn't because they were bearing witness to anything. You make excuses all you want. It's gossip TV, obviously. I worry that the awful spectacle of this trial might cause alleged abusers to sue their accusers in court, possibly forcing them to relive the alleged abuse. Well, I mean... If you are hit with an accusation, you do have the right in this country to defend yourself against false accusations. That, that, is, that is a basic human right. Is if someone accuses you of something, you get to defend yourself and face your accuser. I worry that watching this mess of judgment and humiliation will be seen by non-famous abuse victims as one more reason not to come forward when coming forward is already so hard to do. Now, again, I don't, I don't see the lesson. I mean, Amber Heard says that the reason Johnny Depp won this case is because Johnny Depp is super famous. So unless you're a non-famous abuser, a, 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 a non-famous abuse victim in a relationship with a famous abuser, I, I'm failing to... And again, there are many, many cases of non-famous abuse victims who make those claims and the abuser goes to jail, right? This is the case of Harvey Weinstein. This is the case of Bill Cosby, for example. And Monica Hess concludes talking about how the, the relationship between Johnny Depp is about the nature of horrible, sad relationships. On the stand, Amber Heard described not why their relationship fell apart, but rather why it didn't fall apart for so long. Why, if it was so terrible, she didn't leave him. She said each act of violence felt like a coin she was depositing into a piggy bank, an investment in their future relationship. She said she believed if she deposited enough coins, Johnny would stop hitting her, that it had to get better because she didn't see how it could get worse. She said eventually there were so many coins in the piggy bank, it was too heavy to move, and she had it, except she didn't stay. She left, and then she slandered him. So there is, there is that. By the way, hottest take of the day, I'm just going to read you the headline because it's amazing. Hottest take of the day comes courtesy of Candace McDuffie over at The Root. Quote, Amber Heard verdict sends a message to black women everywhere. This is like the New York Times headline, world to end tomorrow, women and minorities hit hardest. Amber Heard is a white lady, a very rich white lady, sends a message to black victims everywhere. The f that, that is our society. It's all about who is the next set of victims that we can that we can focus in on. Not about individual justice. Well, it might seem like misinformation to you that a trial involving a white man and a white woman somehow affects black women, but I'll tell you what's not misinformation. The fact that the value of your minivan, pickup, sedan, or whatever you drive probably appreciated significantly last year, which means you need to keep your car on the road today. Take care of your automotive investment. Keep more of your money by buying the auto parts you need to maintain and repair your vehicle at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com only sells auto parts and related tools. They've been doing it for over 20 years. Their unique intuitive catalog includes photos, specs, and installation tips that make it easy to choose the correct parts for your specific vehicle. They not only have the auto parts you need, I'll give you a selection of trusted name brands to choose from. You can pick brakes that match how you use your vehicle, whether that's for towing, racing, or just commuting to work. You can get suspension, exhaust, air conditioning, and other kits that provide all the parts you need for a successful repair. 
RockAuto.com has lots of parts you might expect would only be available at car dealerships if available at all. RockAuto.com prices are reliably low always. That means they're not going to change prices based on what the market will bear the way that many airlines and marketplace sites do. So very easy thing to do if you need to fix up your car. Go to RockAuto.com for your auto parts and write Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you? Go to RockAuto.com and write Shapiro in that. How did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you? Hollywood is now, they've come up with it a new way of defending against making crap content. Their new way of defending against making crap content is to slander everybody who doesn't like their content as racist. So Star Wars has now preemptively done this. So you remember they did this with The Last Jedi. So there is a character in The Last Jedi called Rose. Rose is a terrible character. Like a really, really bad character that no one cared about and is boring and terrible. And people noted this. So immediately, you started to see think pieces about the toxic fandom of the last year, the toxic fandom of Star Wars. It wasn't that they had created a crappy character, a major media conglomerate using the most famous IP in history had made a crappy character and inserted that crappy character into a crappy movie, The Last Jedi. Now, the problem was people didn't like that character. And the reason they didn't like the character is because she was Asian, clearly. Now, what was weird is that nobody, except for apparently the Chinese audience, <laughs> actually cared that Finn, who's a black character, was in The Force Awakens. I mean, Finn was not hit by an overwhelming wave of American racism in The Force Awakens. It was just Rose who was hit with supposedly an overwhelming wave of racism, mainly because Finn's character is not nearly as crappy as Rose's character in the in the sequel trilogy. So, by, by the way, when I talk about Chinese racism, what I mean is that Disney, in making The Force Awakens, actually removed, they, they removed Finn from the Chinese posters because there's so much anti-black racism in China. Okay, so this is the new model, apparently. For, for Disney and the Star Wars universe is to preemptively declare that if you are, they, that we know that we've made a character who isn't really very likable. But if the character's a minority and you don't like the character, clearly this is because you're a racist. Clearly. Okay, so Star Wars put out a preemptive tweet. It was a preemptive tweet. Like, I, I, I've yet to see, I, I'm seeing a lot of talk about these, the toxic fandom of Star Wars. I haven't seen anybody beyond people with like two Twitter followers tweeting stuff about Moses Ingram. According to, but Star Wars tweeted out, like the the, the people who run the Star Wars account, quote, we are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say. We resist. Okay, so that is preemptive, right? If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only, we're not even saying you're being racist to her. We're saying if you might think about being racist to her by not liking her character, we resist because you're bad. You're really, really, now here's the thing. Moses Ingram is actually a pretty good actress. In, she played Lady Macduff in the Joel Cohen production of Macbeth, and she's very good in it. She, she actually is really good. I haven't seen her performance in Obi-Wan because I haven't watched a single minute of Obi-Wan because, frankly, I find the entire series kind of insulting. I don't care what happened to Obi-Wan between episodes between episodes three and four. I don't care at all. Like It doesn't matter to me. That's not an important part of the story. It's just you trying to to suck the life out of an old character who has actual name recognition and then drive value for Disney Plus, which then uses that money in order to indoctrinate kids in the not so secret gay agenda, according to their own employees. So I'm like not not interested, right? This is why Daily Wire is dumping a hundred million dollars into creating kids content. With that said, that is a preemptive attack on the audience. And then Star Wars said there are more than twenty million sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist. Who are these people? Who are they talking to? Can they name some names? But seriously, if there's actual racism out there against this person, and it's not just an egg Twitter 
emoji, like an egg Twitter profile pic with two followers. Who, who are these massive racists who are saying that Moses Ingram can't be part of the Star Wars universe? Who are these people? But again, they have to preemptively do this because they've done a crappy job with so much of the Star Wars content that I guess this is the new way to avoid, to avoid the consequences of making bad content and also to generate critical response. Like, and now the critics will, will fall into your corner even if what you're making is not particularly good. As Jim Treacher wrote recently, and he's correct, they're using the Jedi mind trick to make you think there's some huge racism, huge wave of racism against Star Wars. Ewan McGregor then cut a video from his car, a personal message from Ewan McGregor. Like they went all out on this line. And again, I'm not like, where is the giant wave of racism against this person? You would, you would think that if you're going to generate this amount of blowback against the racist Star Wars base, you'd actually have to show evidence of the racist Star Wars base en masse rejecting the character, not because she's a crap character, but because she's black. Yeah, I find that whole line of argument really hard to believe, considering that maybe the most popular character in the first trilogy, like the original trilogy, is Lando Calrissian, who's the coolest dude in, in the original trilogy. Okay, Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980. That is 42 years ago. It was four years before I was born when, when Lando Calrissian came out as a character in the Star Wars universe. So I'm just wondering, like, why are we now talking about racism in the Star Like, Lando Calrissian was the cool... It, it makes no sense. Anyway, here's Ewan McGregor doing this routine as well. This weekend, Star Wars fans made uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi the most watched Disney Plus original series premiere of all time. And for that, I would say a big thank you. And uh, it just goes to show what this family can do when we all pull together. However, um... It seems that some of the fan base from this influential fan base have decided to attack Moses Ingram online and send her the most horrendous racist DMs. And I heard some of them this morning and it just broke my heart. Moses is a brilliant actor. She's a brilliant woman. And she's absolutely amazing in this series. She brings so much to the series. She brings so much to the franchise. And it just sickened me to my stomach to hear that this had been happening. I just want to say, as the leading actor in the series, as the executive producer in the series, that we stand with Moses. We love Moses. And if you're sending her bullying messages, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. There's no place for racism in this world. Yeah, a question. Where is the, where is the massive wave of public racism against Moses Ingram? You mean like some trolls were trolling people and being jackasses? I can't believe it. Shocking to me. I myself have never received any anti-Semitic messages except for literally all of them in 2015, 2016. <laughs> like all of them on the internet. This, this, but this, this, again, is a preemptive strike on the Star Wars fan base by suggesting that a substantial portion, shockingly, all the people who don't like this particular series or this particular character, all of them must be racist, which of course is, you know, it, it, is, it is a ginned up controversy because no one is in favor, anyone of sentient mind, no one is in favor of Moses Ingram being hit with racist DMs. I'll also note here that this is the same Star Wars universe that summarily canned Gina Carano for the great sin of saying that people shouldn't be mean to each other. And by the way, I will mention right here that when they canned Gina Carano and not a single member of Gina Carano's cast, ranging from Pedro Pascal, who had made overt Holocaust references on his own Twitter page. And that was the ostensible reason why they fired Gina Carano is because she tweeted out a photo of people chasing Jews in the streets. And she said, when people dehumanize each other, this is what happens. And she was fired for that. Pedro Pascal had openly suggested that American immigration policy was similar to Auschwitz. Nothing. 
And Pedro Pascal, when Gina Carano got fired, there wasn't a single member of the Star Wars universe who had the balls to come out and defend Gina Carano. They all just went completely silent because they're cowards. They're absolute cowards. Right? This is very safe territory. Racism bad is very safe territory. People I disagree with should be allowed to work on the show. That is unsafe territory for these folks, which is why we're very proud to have immediately stepped in and begun working with Gina Carano on the fabulous new movie, Terror on the Prairie, that is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks, which is just another reason why you should subscribe, subscribe over at dailywire.com. But again, this is indicative of where we are in the entertainment universe. The, the signaling, not to the audience, but against the audience, grows every single day. Because remember, entertainers exist in real life. They don't just exist to serve the audience. They exist among their peer group. They exist in their echo chamber. And this is why, for example, in the most absurd tweet of the day, Linda Carter, who is the original Wonder Woman on TV and in the not very good 1970s show, representing a character who originated in the comics in 1941. She, she tweeted, quote, because it's, it's Pride Month, right? And, and Pride Month means that every single celebrity in the world will now virtue signal about how much they love LGBTQIA plus minus divided by sign, hashtag ampersand, tilde, ideas and, and beliefs and ideologies. And she, here's what she tweeted, quote, I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon, you are not paying attention. Every time someone comes up to me and says that Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me how special the role is. Okay, I'm just going to point out that in 1970, no one thought that Wonder Woman was a queer or trans icon. It just didn't, that, that notion in 1970 did not exist. In fact, Wonder Woman, Linda Carter was on the bedroom walls of millions of teenage boys. And 1941, here is a straight woman with extraordinary powers. 2022, this whole time she was a man. Trans icon? In what way, precisely? If by trans icon, she just means that the trans movement will find any popular figure and then appropriate it, or that the LGBT movement generally will do this, with everything up to and including SpongeBob SquarePants and Teletubbies. That, I mean, that has happened. That is a true thing. But that does not mean that the original character of Wonder Woman was, was written as a queer or trans icon. Now, again, if it had been written that way, that's fine. But to try to retcon the idea that a 1941 character, like we're in the middle of World War II, and the authors of, of the DC Comics are like, what we need here is a trans icon. And it's all about virtue signaling to a particular group of people who are in the critical base in the major cities, the people that Linda Carter hangs out with at parties. And that's, that's really all it's about. And she can virtue signal as, as a leader in the movement simply by dint of having donned some very tight clothing in the 1970s and then acted out a character who was neither, tweer, who was neither queer nor trans in the original series. Well, if it feels like things are a little bit unbalanced, you probably should take a look at your portfolio. That's unbalanced too. To help lessen the impact of inflation, it's very important you adjust both your spending and saving strategies and find new ways to protect your finances today. For example, refinancing that mortgage. Believe it or not, there's more to a refi than just a lower rate. You can access cash, consolidate debt, or take advantage of more flexible terms. You need to work with American Financing where the process starts with a free mortgage review. You can learn about custom loan options that may fit your budget better. There's no pressure, no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. All it is is a simple conversation about ways you could save up to $1,000 a month. If you like what you hear, they'll get you pre-qualified for free, and you could close on your new loan in as little as 10 days. It's easy to get started. Just call 866-721-3300. That's 866-721-3300. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. You think that Maybe the only thing that matters about your mortgage is the rate. That is not true. There are many things that matter about your mortgage. A better mortgage may be available if you talk to my friends over at American Financing. Again, give them a call at 866-721-3300. That's 
3300 or give them a visit at AmericanFinancing.net. Alrighty, folks, as you know, we released What is a Woman last night, biggest release in the history of The Daily Wire, and we have so much more coming this month. We've got Gina Carano's brand new film. We've been waiting for it for over a year since we announced that we were going to help Gina after Disney Plus fired her, and we decided to uncancel Gina Carano. Well, her amazing new performance in Terror on the Prairie will be available to you in just the next couple of weeks. We have a brand new documentary from Candace Owens exploding the lies of the Black Lives Matter movement, and we have much, much more, like big announcements coming this month. You want to be part of all that. We need your help. Yeah, it's the simple fact of the matter. We are a company that operates off your membership money. It's that simple. Okay, there are a lot of other companies that are operating off massive investments and loans and going public. We're not doing any of that stuff because we want to be answerable to you. That only happens if you become a member, so we need your help today. You're helping us out. You're also getting all of this amazing content. I promise you the content by the end of the year is going to be so unbelievable. By the end of the month, it's going to be unbelievable in ways that you can't possibly imagine right now. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe right now and become a part of all of this. Again, I want to, I want to show you the brand new Terror on the Prairie trailer because this is coming out in a couple of weeks. You're going to want to be able to see it. God will forgive you, but I ain't God. Are we gonna make it out here? I know it's been hard. This is our dream, Hetty. Build a home on land we can call our own. Just gotta have a little grit. Heading to town, grabbing supplies. Look after your mom, God, won't you? A mighty fine morning to you, ma'am. And to you. Is your husband at home? Get behind the stove with your sister. They came looking for your pa. That's why they're out there taking their time. Just take where you want to go! But what we want is you! Your father's walking into a trap. It's our turn to protect him. She is a sensible woman. Mrs. McAllister ain't cut out for this. Deep down, you're the toughest woman in this territory. Those killers outside are gonna feel God's wrath. By the way, the best way to become a member today is to go to whatisawoman.com because if you do that, you get 25% off your brand new membership. Right? And you get to see Matt's documentary. They tried to shut it down, as I mentioned. They tried to hack us. They tried to DDoS attack to try and destroy the premiere of the movie. You can see the movie they didn't want you to see when you head on over to whatisawoman.com. That's a great investment of your time and of your money. And we are going to make it worth your while because all the money you're putting into the company is going toward making the kind of stuff that needs to be seen by the American public. Help us fight back against the left in every possible arena. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Yeah. 
Well, this cultural insanity has bled all the way up to the United States military. So it's Pride Month, which means it's time for the United States military to get in on the act. So every branch of the United States Armed Services tweeted out some message with regard to LGBTQ plus IA minus divided by sign pride. This is weird because the entire premise of a military is that we shave your head, we turn you into a person who takes orders, your individuality is set aside virtually entirely, and you are not, it's not about personal self-fulfillment anymore. It is about you becoming part of a cohesive unit that performs a group function. That is literally what militaries are all about. A, an army of individualists is a losing army. A military made up of people who are predominantly interested in their own sense of, of fulfillment is a military that is destined to go down in the annals of history as a complete and giant failure. So that's why it's a little weird. And the, the, icon, the iconography here is so weird. The U.S. Marines put out a tweet throughout June. The U.S. Marine Corps takes pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ plus service members. We remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect. Hey, this is one of the least offensive ones. It's not really the verbiage here that's particularly stupid. It is the, the image. The image here is, is really, really dumb. And one of the reasons that the image is really dumb is because the image, for those who can't see it, is actually just the poster to Full Metal Jacket. Right? The poster to Full Metal Jacket, if you recall, the, the Stanley Kubrick film from 1987, is a helmet with a series of bullets in the band of the helmet. Okay, this is the exact same image. It is a Marine helmet, same angle, same image. And there are six bullets that are on the side, six rounds that are on the side of the helmet in rainbow colors. That is the weirdest iconography. Because again, the same left that despises the military apparently now thinks the military is great so long as you gay it up. Right? This is the, the old meme that bomb dropping from American plane onto foreign territory, very bad. Paint a rainbow flag on it, now very good. Are the bullets gay? Is the military better? Because, like, is it? You have to show me why operationally the military is better because the military, not because gay and lesbian people are in the military. Anybody who volunteers for the military is doing something that I didn't do, all credit to them. But you have to explain to me why military readiness is dependent on the idea that sexual validation lies at the heart of what the military does. The military is there to deny validation of you. That is the entire, again, that's the entire premise of every military in human history. So it's very weird that this is what our, our United States military has decided to do. That wasn't the weirdest one. That was actually the mildest one. You got this from the U.S. Air Force. It's a picture of, I assume, a female aviator. And um, she, again, I'm assuming her gender because she looks like a woman. But theoretically, she could be a dude or, or a cat. I don't, I don't know because it's Pride Month and I wouldn't want to assume anything about this person slash cat. And she, she has her arm up in the salute and her arm is now emblazoned with the gay pride colors. Quote, happy Pride Month. We are the best United States Air Force by leveraging the diverse backgrounds and strengths of each member of our total force. We are committed to making the Air Force a place where all can reach their full potential. Hashtag pride. Question, is this what the military is about? Reaching your full potential? I was unaware that, that the military was now Wesleyan University. It's strange take. I thought the military is where we bomb the living crap out of people who are going to do us harm. We break things and kill people with the U.S. military. And we keep the peace by the threat of, of doing just that in different places. I was unaware that personal self-fulfillment was the message of the United States military. 
It's a weird take. It's a very, very weird take. And then we have Liz Allen, who is the State Department senior official for public diplomacy and public affairs, serving under Secretary Blinken. She says, we are celebrating Pride Month at the State Department. Every day we seek to advance human rights of LGBTQ plus I people globally. And then it shows a bunch of different images of the pride flag everywhere, which again, no flag should be flown at any American facility that is not the American flag. Because guess what? It turns out that a lot of the issues that you are that you are standing for here are not widely accepted in the United States, including the idea that men can be women and women can be men. Meanwhile, you had the NSA. Now, nothing is creepier than the NSA doing virtue signaling. So the NSA that is monitoring all of your internet traffic and keeping tabs on you says, happy Pride Month from the NSA. So the, the, right, the right to privacy crew, which is what I thought the entire premise of the LGBTQ plus IA movement was. Now, now you have the creepiest agency in American government tweeting about it. Happy Pride Month from the NSA. We are celebrating all the diverse voices that contribute to our mission because having pride in who you are and what you do is intelligent. Is it though? I love that we have no moral standards. Having pride in who you are and what you do is intelligent. What if you're a bad person and what you do is garbage? What about, what about that? And this, this does tie into the fact that the New York City subway system now has notices that say you shouldn't be ashamed of doing heroin. You should be proud that you're doing it safely. This ideology is a really nefarious. And here's Homeland Security. And nothing better and massive, creepy, overfunded agencies of the United States government that are wildly incompetent tweeting about boys becoming girls. Today, we mark the beginning of Pride Month. During Pride, we recognize and celebrate the members of the LGBTQ plus five community. We also mark the progress that has been made and the work that still needs to be done to ensure safety and equality for LGBTQ plus I people. And then you have the ever-growing flag, right? You have the normal gay pride flag, and then they've added the trans flag, and then they've added black, and they've added brown. That, by the way, is not the ugliest agglomeration of, of symbols for LGBTQ plus month. We'll get to that in a second. The United States Space Force put out a, a, an image of a, an astronaut on the moon with a queer pride flag, which is just exciting because the American flag has, for the left, simple proposition. The gay pride flag is significantly less controversial than, than the American flag. The American flag stands for oppression and evil, which is why you kneel for it during the national anthem and why it is a good thing to do so and actually pro-America to do so. The gay pride flag, if we don't post it at the Vatican, this means that you're a homophobe. That's, that, that is the central proposition here. By the way, the, the single worst display of all this doesn't come from the United States military. It's, it's absurd with regard to military forces because, again, it runs directly counter to the mission of the United States military to suggest that your individual sense of sexual fulfillment lies at the heart of the strength of the military. That's the stupidest proposition in human history. It was true whether you're talking about straight or gay or anything in between. It's ridiculous and dumb. Okay, but beyond, put that aside. If we're just going the aesthetically ugliest pride display so far this month, and it's very early in the month, it comes courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, so um, I'm just gonna say, this is the ugliest thing I, I'm, I think has ever been designed. I don't even know what this is. It looks like it looks like an LGBTQ plus IA minus divided by sign unicorn simultaneously vomited and diarrheaed wokeness. That's what it looks like. I have no idea what this is supposed to be. I mean, the, whoever did the graphic design on this thing should immediately be fired unless that would violate their sense of self-fulfillment, in which case I will say that this is maybe the greatest piece of art that I have ever seen. Well done, Brooklyn Nets. Honestly, I think it's really indicative of who the Brooklyn Nets were this year. Namely, a bunch of pieces that didn't really fit together and they put them together on the court and then pretended it was going to be a team and then it got immediately defeated by the Boston Celtics. So really, well, well, well done there, Brooklyn Nets. By the way, speaking of a Pride Month here, one of the great polarities of Pride Month is watching corporate 
idiots try to pander to the gay community, but only in America. One of my favorite things. So, for example, British Petroleum. So basically every major American corporation, in order to virtue signal in America and also to try and pry extra dollars out of gay Americans, they decided to put out pride flag symbols in the United States. These are transnational corporations. The minute they step inside an Islamic country, it's gone. Okay, so British Petroleum puts out this symbol. You can see, here's the American symbol, right? Surrounded by the rainbow flag because it's Pride Month. And then there is the, the Middle East branch. Oh, what, what's missing? Something is missing. How about BMW? Well, BMW has the pride flag behind it in its new logo for their, for their American branch. How about the Middle East branch? Oh, look, what's, what's missing? Then there's Cisco. Well, look, look at that, Cisco. It's all, it's all pretty and rainbowy. And then um, there's Cisco in the Middle East branch. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gone. Credit to Ian Hayworth on this. Mercedes, they put a rainbow across their, their Mercedes symbol. And then in like all the Islamic countries gone. Is that cultural tolerance or the simple fact that in the West, the LGBTQ plus I movement feels that it has achieved success and can cram down its values on literally everyone and that corporate America is going to pander to exactly that. And that abroad, they don't have the courage of their own convictions at all. HP is doing the same thing. Same thing with Pfizer. Same thing with Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, just demonstrative once again of the fact that when it comes to these corporations, uh, LGBTQI plus people should not find allies in these corporations because these are people who are basically just cowards and they're willing to do whatever they think is going to get them ahead on a given day. So if you guys are counting on their loyalty for your particular set of principles, good luck with that. We'll see how that works out for you. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out the Michael Knowles Show that's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Bradford Carrington, executive producer Jeremy Boring, supervising producer Mathis Glover, production manager Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Savannah Dominguez-Morris, editor Adam Saievitz, audio mixer Mike Coromina, hair and makeup artist and wardrobe Fabiola Cristina, production coordinator Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. Two branches of the U.S. military celebrate Pride Month. And neither of them were the Navy, interestingly enough. Johnny Depp wins his defamation suit against Amber Heard, and more corporations try to make us eat bugs. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hold up. 